Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. So you hit a line drive to me and it hits me in the junk. I'm on third base. Mm Mm-hmm. The options are one, you start walking towards the dugout, assuming we're on the other side. You put your helmet down in disgust because you just, you feel awful. Or what would be the other option? The other option is that you, you leg it out to first because you just hit the ball and you don't realize that someone's been hit and you're just running. But what if you hear the sound? And then, and then option three is that you see your buddy get hit in the dick and then you quickly run over to make sure he, he and the boys are okay. Welcome to the PP1 podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. <laughs> what a segue. What a segue. Brought to you in part with uh, DraftKings, promo code THPN, and Raycon, also code THPN. But I'm going to tell you about that a little bit later on the audio version. Uh, when somebody says uh, segue, I, I still, like to this day, I can only envision Paul Blart. Mall Cop, yeah. Didn't they make a second one? Oh, geez, I hope not. I Probably think they not. did. Yeah. I mean, because it was Probably. a smashing success of the first one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get that. That doesn't Paul really... Paul King Blair. of Queens. That's good. Yeah, Kevin James. He yeah. really, uh, he legged out a career, that guy. He, he got it done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're buddies with Adam Sandler, I think life's... You're going to be okay. Like, hey, man, I'm going to make a movie. I feel like we've had this conversation. Have we? The Adam Probably, Sandler conversation. Maybe Adam Sandler, yeah. Yeah, I figure... So anyway, yeah, I sent you that video on Instagram there about uh, dude line. I mean, thankfully, the, it knows my uh, personal al- algorithm. So it's a lot of fun <laughs> for me. We might have the same. Algorithm yeah, it's like I've already, you already sent me that. Oh, OK. I don't get nearly as many contest entries as you do, probably. Mm. Like, that doesn't show up on my account as much because you would just tag me in them all. But we get you probably just get all the ones where a guy steals a catch from his teammate in the outfield and then just keep sending me those. Mm hmm. My, my daughter, Addison, she's already sending me like clips from Snapchat. I'm not even on Snapchat. But she showed me the one of the Cubs where the guy hit it to first. And there was a rundown between home and first. And then he overthrows it or misses the play at home. And then the guy in first ends up getting to like third or something. Was it like a season ago or something like that? Remember that play? Mm, not really. I'll have to send it to you. Anyway, yeah, so... I'll need to see it. Just, just so we all know where our family... Uh, social medias are i'm like wow it really didn't take long and i've raised them well so yeah it's i think that's when you know you're you've done a good job yeah kids start start chirping you yeah Yeah. it's it's i mean that that's kind of a given i think once you're a dad and you've raised children and you've done it enough and you've done it well yeah they're gonna start chirping you because they've seen the pattern like kids don't like there's you know there's no more spankings and stuff now it's just like man like instead it's just getting chirped and they got to make sure that they can dish it out when the time comes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, they're still little babies, though. They can't take it. <laughs> like Monopoly two weeks ago. Let me tell you, that did not end well. 
And yeah, it, well, that was a bad trade. Guess you shouldn't have sold me Park Place. Uh, yeah, it was. It got pretty heated, and I realized playing with a ten-year-old who can't, doesn't know how to sell uh, real estate doesn't go well. <laughs> so the trades got a little bit out of hand. And knowing me, I don't like to lose. And I was later told after um, the game that I played too seriously by my wife. Yeah, there may have been like an occasion or two where I've said, you know, you don't have to pay me rent, but if you just give me that property, it's just fine. Yeah, we had some we had some interesting conversations. And seriously, if you played the, sorry, go ahead. The, I was going to say Addison won free parking like six times, <laughs> and I didn't pass go for like eight turn. I don't know. I think everyone had. I hadn't passed go for probably. I don't even know how many turns, but everyone already owned property at least once before I even like passed go the first time. It was awful. So we're so not going to be playing that. Then. We're not. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I knew I was going to lose, but. Um. So there's the uh, like the card, the card game Monopoly. Okay. Have you played that? I have not. What's I can't remember what it's called. Like I like Monopoly. It's like a Monopoly deal or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah, so I've, I've heard of it, it though. For Christmas last year, we've like. We've played it a bunch. It's a, it is actually a lot of fun. It happens quick. You complete a game in about fifteen minutes or so, and you just keep banging them out. Really? And it's it's and it's fast. It's it's you own properties and you put houses on. It's really good though. I hmm. I recommend it. Maybe maybe it'll end up in your stocking this year. We'll see. Interesting. Good boy. Well, I mean, you've been to my house. I would say at least twice. So you're gonna you're gonna be our new Santa. Yeah. Instant yeah. instant gratification. Love it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk some hockey tonight. We're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. It is American Thanksgiving today. Uh, whale team good? Pardon me? Whale team good? Yeah, whale team good. So for now, whale team good for now. Did you happen to watch any of the football? I know you were likely working or working. Did you work I, from... No, I was actually working today. I, did, I, got, I tuned in for about 15 minutes before, like or just after lunch hour to watch a little bit of Green Bay. Okay. Green Bay do their thing. Man, love looked good. He, real good he so throws, did, so did, i don't like the sidearm thing it bugs me you don't oh like, i think it looks so like good. it's when incredible like lineman throwing the hands up to like block the pass and he just he threaded one right through the, the middle oh, like he's it's fun to watch but it drives me crazy when i see these guys throw sidearm like almost like they're not meaning to do it there's some guys that throw sidearm like pitching and that's their style but for a quarterback i don't like it yeah. it just rubs me the wrong way sneaky start of the week Jaden Jaden reed yeah, TV in this game, thirteen points. Maybe had you shown up to the show, you could have told us about that. <laughs> that's the way it goes. I that's, guess that's eh? we don't worry, we roasted you. It's fine. Uh, in the first, speaking of the Green Bay uh, Detroit game, so halftime in that first game was uh, Jack Harlow. Hmm. He's a cool guy. Not the... yeah. I just watched uh, the White Man Can't Jump remake. Yeah, and like he seems cool. He's you know pretty legit in what he does. Not the best choice for a halftime show. I can't say that I listen to any of his stuff, honestly. He has that first class song. Have you heard that? I've I've heard more Jaden. I've watched more Jaden Harlow movies than I have listened to Jaden Harlow. It's not even the guy. Jay, Jay, whatever a, Harlow. Jack. Jack Harlow. Yeah. Yeah. See how much I know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good pull. Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to one of his songs before, but yeah, anyway, it, it was awful. And oh, okay, maybe I won't check it out. Yeah. It was, I mean, you could catch it on a quick, like it got made fun of really, really quickly. It was bad. Hmm. And then the next game was Dolly Parton for the Cowboys game. Who's that? Uh, she's a, a country singer. Nine to five. You might, Jolene. Oh, that's Miley's aunt, right? Miley's aunt. Yeah, that's right. She's yeah. pretty good. I didn't know she was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader though. Wow. Dolly was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader? Sure was. Wow. T today anyway. Very on brand. Looks good for late 70s, early 80s. That's for sure. So definitely instant change. And then I think the Seahawks had Steve Aoki. Okie dokie. <laughs> That's the one. We're, we're hitting it with the, the millennial crowd tonight. I could feel it. This is all wow. the energy I've got. I've been fighting a cold or a flu or something the last couple of days. So this is, this is the most energy I've had in like three days. And I have a feeling it's going to reset tomorrow. I'm going to feel lousy. So... Enjoy this, folks, because... I, I heard a rumor that, like, after after November, mm -hmm. people's health generally increases because your mustache carries all sorts of, like, extra germs and stuff like that. 
people people are sicker in the month of men are sicker in the month of November for that reason. So I could blame you for making me get rid of that extra. So I probably would have been that much healthier had I not. I think it looks very distinguished. So yours curves down. Mine just kind of like caterpillars to the sides. Hmm. I don't. Well, I mean, I could make a caterpillar too if I just played with it all day long like that. Yeah, that's true. You could go blind. I think I just saw your wife wink in the background there. Um, oh boy, does she hate my mustache? Yeah, it's it's good. I like it on you. you. Should keep it. So the Vancouver Canucks. I might keep it. The Vancouver I Canucks. Uh, they've been doing okay. They lost. I mean, I feel like we could talk about the Colorado game for the entire show. Yeah, it was so good. It was there so was fun to watch. so much going on. Regardless of how it finished, I think that game definitely proved that the Canucks can hang with the big boys. I don't think they're in the same conversation. Well, they're in the same conversation, but they're not in the same tier as Colorado quite yet. I think you could still notice that there was a lot of things that Colorado just did so amazingly easily well that the Canucks, there's a lot of dump and chase from the Canucks, whereas Colorado could gain possession and gain the zone. And they just made so many quick decisions, quick passes and without error. Mm-hmm. That being said, there was also the other part of the game where the second period basically was a penalty fest. And we saw basically, a, it feels like a makeup call almost from the game before for <laughs> Huglander getting five in a game for the Slewfoot, which again, that's a, it is a, it's not a, a good play in hockey. And they, they no. called it, they called it to the letter of the law and that's fair. But then... To see Manson get five in a game for cross-checking Besser. Oh, and and not not only did he get five in a game, but it was like how he got the five in a game. It was... <sighs> like cross they go off. He's in the box. He's making fun of Brock. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh. He's, I mean, the, he's, he's doing the play like the was good. And all of a sudden, it was yeah. like... And then all of a sudden, it is like, is like the teacher. You know, you're sitting in the back of the class, and he sees you after he's placed you over there, and he points at you like, I see you being a little asshole over there. Yeah. Get out of the classroom. Yeah. And he was like, what, me? And then all of a sudden he's tossed. It was so great. So you're likely watching the game, right? I We were driving back from skating. I'm listening to I the I did se- likely watch it. Yeah. Well, I'm watching, I'm listening to the second period in the car. So we're hearing this. And from the time we left the rink to the time I got home, there was basically the, the initial act of the penalty. The whole, we think it's two. Well, Besser's in the box too. Maybe it's a double minor. And then it takes forever, takes forever, takes forever. It's five in a game. I've never seen anything like it. And then, so they're going back and forth, like just chaos. Everybody's just like on the radios, just going nuts. And then I would say like two lights later, which is not very far going down Gordon. <laughs> two lights later, okay, yeah. The Canucks get a penalty. Or no, there was, was it another Colorado penalty? And but then, just to go back to that, yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. sequence, right? Like that. Because, yeah, there is a bunch that happened after that. But that sequence went from Colorado power play. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Five in a game. That's right. Like, it was, if they went from being on the penalty kill to being on the power play just like that, it was. And then through the next, like, three minutes, basically of real time, not of hockey time, there is basically penalty, 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 penalty. penalty. Three lights, four lights. Yeah, four lights, basically by the time. Yeah, and then a, a nice climb up the hill. The Canucks had what, like seven seconds of power play time <laughs> for over five minutes? Like it was just chaos. So it was like yeah. makeup call out. And I, again, I didn't see all the calls, but it sounded like a few of them were pretty dicey at best. I just, I feel like the maybe like the refs felt like they, they were starting to lose the game a little bit. And it was like, y'all are on lockdown. Now. Yeah. They're calling anything. Yeah. So it was the second period was a bit, it was from a game flow perspective, it was tough to watch. Yeah, but it was still super fun. Like it, it felt like a playoff game. Oh, it did. Got like mucky, grindy. I think that's a thing, right? Yeah. And like it felt like Vancouver was in the game. Felt like your chances were were there. It was Um, tight, like a playoff game for sure. That's when Aquilini should have dropped that quote. It was. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to watch. It was. It really. It felt like it was important hockey. Like it meant something. Like and then the JT Miller goal, the little uh, power power forward move. It had it had a lot of everything. I do think it lived up to the billing as kind of one of the premier games of the season so far, just in the league. Yeah, I I, I would probably agree with you on that one. I, it was it was it was a little closer, I think, than the score and score reflected, obviously. But I think yeah, Vancouver had to get into that game a different way than Colorado did. I think Colorado's better players were just better. Yeah, 
Miller made a bad play at the end of the game, but he also made a really good play when you talked like that power move you were talking about, yeah. which to me was it was the the it was the power version of that that you know that beret goal. Oh, okay. On the, the, on off the, the breakaway skate. in the preseason off the skate back to the back to the blade around the goal. I mean, he did the same thing. He went to the net, took on contact, went to his skate, went back to the, the blade of his stick, and then went like short side on on Georgiev. And it was just oh man, it was so nice. Like just such great skill and body control. Like yeah, he's done uh he's 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 earning his money right now. He's worth every penny somehow against all odds that 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 contract is paying him right now and i don't know where they'd be without him i think you're right and you're right i think that move when they when there was the giveaway there and mccarr goes in i mean it's kill mccarr dude's gonna score mm-hmm. on that on that penalty or not penalty shot the breakaway and the, kind of a ballsy play by mccarr on that one too right but that's the he committed that's he what, committed we, that's to what it. we see from cute from hughes that we like as well. yeah exactly so he committed to the play gets a breakaway scores obviously i mean as and Demko almost got it too. He almost he got a big piece. So it goes three to two, and it was the kind of play where, yeah, I mean, the Canucks are still in it, and then it just you could tell like that was kind of the defining play of the game because it was close up to that point. Both teams had opportunities, and I was wondering if the game was going to kind of shake out that way. I was thinking like, is it going to be one sided one way or the other for, you know, is Colorado mm-hmm. just going to own Vancouver or the Canucks going to maybe get a kind of a lucky one early on the season and really take it to Colorado, which was possible. And it ended up being like, you remember the game after or the game before the punch, the game after the Nasland hit. Remember the five, five tie when Gary Bettman was in the house way back when the game, that was the game after the punch. No, the game before the punch. So Naslin got hit, and the, they came out, and I think Brad May said his thing, right? And then, so Gary was in the house for the next game, because they played you each other have, like... a week. May on again. That was... I'll reach out. We'll see what too. can happen. So, and Gary was in the house, basically like the principals oh, in the building, and it was like a 5-5 tie. It was like the best game of the season. It was just unbelievable hockey, and then once Gary went home to New York, that's obviously when it all happened. But it felt like that kind of game where mm-hmm. the stars were the stars for the most part. You know, goaltending was pretty good. Uh, Georgiev was, I mean, he needed to be good because I think the Canucks had some pretty amazing chances. There was some, there I was a play like right at the end the of the first, period. Yeah, in the first period needed to be good. In the second period when the game got wonky and there was all those weird power plays, yeah. he needed to be good. And then I think he just, he didn't really have to do a whole lot in the third, I feel like, but he had sort of, I mean, the, the team had sort of already started to establish a little bit of dominance there mm-hmm. as they rolled in. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I think, I think this is why like watching the Chuskin out there, like he's just so big and he's so strong and he's, he's, he's very, very skilled and he gets around really well. And, and the Canucks have, a form of that in a, in a guy like Miller, obviously, but that's why I think he is the reason why, like that's what you're looking for when you're looking for a player with that kind of size and ability. Right. I think that's why teams are so patient in, in giving a guy like, you know, Dakota Joshua extra shots and a little bit more just because a nice heavy player like that. And I think, Man, it would, it would be great if the Canucks could somehow get their hands on something like that. And I know Nichushkin's like a little bit of a, a unicorn when it comes to those kind of players, right? There's very few of them around the league. He's also had his moments, too. He's also yeah. gone the other way, too. So, Yeah, absolutely. Right, And I think that's why a couple of teams have taken shots at developing him, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, he's He was good. Overall, he, that was a guy that I really noticed in this game. For yeah. Sure. Well, he stood like, out. More right. so than McKinnon. I mean, McKinnon didn't look bad either. McKinnon, he, they were talking about on the radio, like, great. Now, it's remember when, like, the, either Sackick or Gila, when you woke up the bear? Oh, yeah. It was one of those kind of games for McKinnon, I found. Like, he just, as soon as he got pissed off after that major, it was yeah, all bets like, are off, and he just started wheeling. And you could tell, like, Colorado flipped a switch, which is unfortunate, because I think the Canucks might have had a shot at that game a lot more than they did anyway. And that... I mean, it's not it's not the Canucks' fault that the way that all shook down, but I mean, I'd be pretty choked too if that's the kind of penalty. Yeah, there's been players like that over the years. Sakic, Aginla, like Foppa was a guy that you didn't ever want to just wake up right because he would just take it to you. But we do that in ball too, right? 
Like I think about our ball team, if there's like an out or something where we've been pretty choked and like, okay, guys, just like chill out. Let's just get it back the way we know how to get it. You know, you've been robbed of something. You know, you've been screwed over. Let's just go and do it the way that we've been doing it all season kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, there's, there's lots of strange underlying stories in that game. I mean, um, Hoaglender scored again, turn it into a little bit of a buzzsaw. You have uh, the, I don't want to call it the fall of Di Giuseppe, but like he hasn't been. I thought he had a good game. He hasn't been exactly the energizer bunny that I think they've wanted him to be the last little bit. So uh, I don't know what exactly is going to happen when, when Suter gets back in the lineup and you got a healthy Teddy Bluger. Somebody's going to have to come out, I think where I'm kind of going with this is the fact that Hoaglander started to establish himself more and more. Like where, where is, where is the, the lineup that's going to start to change down the road, right? Like is a guy like DJ Sepe going to be kind of more of a, a depth piece down the road or is he still a, a solid player that's playing on a really important line? Right. I mean, I keep, uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody had tweeted out, like, imagine this line with, you know, a, a, a Miller pod Coles and an, Hoaglander or something like that, right? Or a Suter, Pugholes, and, and Hoaglander. Like, that could be, like, or a Lafferty. I mean, you put one of those guys on with two of those guys on with a Lafferty as a, as a third or fourth line. Like, yeah. man, that could just be, just, there could be a ruckus being caused wreak there havoc, guys. Yeah. yeah, so I, I, at some point, I feel like those guys are going to start to establish themselves, and I just wonder who the casualty is going to be. That's all. And, and, and that's good because we haven't had that in, in a really long time. So it's strange to be thinking like that. Who's going to come out of the lineup, you know? Where where has that question been like the last four or five, at least for the majority of the time that this show has been on the air? Yeah. There hasn't been a casualty guy. It's been like, this is the best guy we got. I kind of got to go with him, you know? It's going to be fun the next little bit here is this team, if it keeps rolling. Not that we've really been rolling lately, but still, you know, overall four in the last 10. So right. I mean, yeah. some, some healthy competition internally, which is finally. So that's interesting. You bring that up. And I know that you're not a, a big fan of uh, checking out the rundown because you just like to go in fresh. But I do. And here's what I wrote. So I just asked. You write right, the rundown. Yeah. I, when I do write the rundown. So you bring that up. And that was going to be my next question is like, are you happy with the configuration of the top six right now? Do you think maybe Besser needs to move up because Manko maybe needs to go like, do they like you know, flip a couple pieces in that top six mm-hmm. to maybe give it a bit of a new look for, I mean, again, the team isn't struggling, but I do think there's a few players because Manko would be one. And I think Besser, yeah. to, not to a, a lesser extent, but I I think it's almost just like kind of a shot me arm a little bit just to give a kind of a new look, one for the team itself, just to maybe have a little bit of familiarity with another guy and give that, like, I think Pedersen could probably be putting up he's got to get going here a little bit yeah i think he could be putting up more than he has which is i mean <laughs> says says the guy that isn't uh, that weird that we haven't critiquing even like he's yet? he's like yeah uh, he's second in the league in scoring so i mean he could he should be first like these are the he's kind of conversations yeah but I, I do look and i think maybe it wouldn't hurt at this point in the season this is where they can afford to do it they've built up a record already and mm-hmm. I think based on, especially who they've got coming up, we've got another San Jose game. We've got another Seattle game coming up. These are the well, kind of games not, where you can... That's not guaranteed win night, though. They're Seattle. not. I'm they're just only, saying... Only six point back, that's going to be a really important game. But if you were if you were going to test out some options, these are teams you can afford to test out. I'm not saying... like sure. They could still lose them, for sure. I wouldn't say just be testing things out in Seattle. But yeah, for sure, against San Jose. <laughs> Well, I mean, that game was close, aside from the Quinn Hughes uh, far side wrister, which was probably one of the nicest goals he's ever scored. Mm. But I, I, like I said, I just look at those top two lines and I think it's not perfect, which it's never perfect. I don't care how good of a team you've got. But I do think that it wouldn't hurt, not line blender style, but just to give them a new look for a couple of games just to see like, hey, can we get a little bit more out of these top two lines? Because they were buzzsaws <laughs> to begin the season. And now we've seen a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a plateau for now, which again, that's saying a lot considering they're still putting up points and they're still getting goals. So like we're critiquing, like we're critiquing the little things because that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, 
at some point, <laughs> it's funny to say this, at some point, Petey's got to get going a little bit here, right? I mean, yeah, I know where he sits in league scoring. That sounds silly. Everyone and their dog knows that there's a little bit more to give. And then, you know, there's lots of speculation that there's something that's bugging him, something that's ailing him a little bit. And Kuzmenko hasn't been what we... Th- he hasn't been last year, Kuzmenko. From him based on... Yeah, based on previous year's expectations, right? I mean, I think he wildly exceeded expectations last year. Expectations are much higher this year. He's fallen flat a little bit. He's still a player that obviously can handle himself in the offensive zone, makes really good plays. Like even, the, you know, I think he comes across as he goes to gain the line, pulls a little bit of a button hook at the blue line. And I'm thinking like, what are you doing? This is an offside waiting to happen. Nobody does that. You don't make a move at the blue line. Turns quick backhander i can't remember who it was comes in on a partial break like that was just a nice line mm-hmm. gain zone entry so he's obviously creativity is is still there at a premium he's not finishing like he was before so you know vancouver did go back lot of line in the last game and i think I that's always that, yeah. going to be there right that's you can default that's, to that that's, if that's you the want. one yeah that's the one thing about this core you know for good or for bad being together for so long is that there is continuity there when you put a Besser up with a Miller or, you know, various other players that have spent that many shifts together. Right. So yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't hate it. I I think that you can go there in a pinch. I do like the idea of balance, but we've, we've talked a lot about, about balancing, you know, the, the, the D lines to start this season. and, And what have we seen for the majority of this year, right? When the D line, like when the D's putting up points, it's, Ronick and Hughes, right? So uh, if you're going to spread them out, spread them out, I guess. But there's been so many injuries there that I think if you're going to find something that works and it's lightning in a bottle for a few games, yeah, you got to go to it. I think eventually Petey's going to get back on his game. Kuzmenko's going to pick things up together. And and it might not necessarily be together, but once those guys are both going and, and whatever it is that's, that's, that's ailing them, either physically or mentally, mm-hmm. they're going to be fine once you get them back together. But it's nice to, for the first time in a while, again, to have options at those spots. What we don't have options are on the defense, though. Like, just yeah, in, injuries-wise, I'm looking at, and I don't want to single them out because, like, oh, guess what, you know, guess what uh, point of the show it's, let's make fun of uh, and beat on Tyler Myers. But No, he's been... He's been good, but have you noticed? He's been fine, yeah. But have I mean, you noticed he's like he's had in the last couple of games, like he's had a handful of mistakes. Like it, it feels like he's dogging himself on it. I do you think that's just because of the way that the the defensive pairings have had to shake out because of the injuries? Like, do you think that almost like the whole Kevin BX thing when he gets moved up, like when that when the higher guys are out of the lineup and then the middle tier guys have to you know move up a position? Do you think that he's just he feels he needs to take on more? Like it just feels like. He's making plays that he doesn't have to make. What do you mean by, like, he's dogging on himself, though? Well, I mean, there's been a few just, like, some of the penalties he's been taking the last couple of games haven't been ideal. Like, did he, I can't, he had a over-the-glass yeah. one, I thought, and then just, I, I mean, some of these, they're saving themselves from maybe a goal, potentially. But I don't know. I, I just feel like, I don't know if it's possible, but he's trying too hard right now. Bet the action. On the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you guys check out those lines and odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for this week's games. I'm not going to give you any betting advice. You know why? Because I'm awful at it. But you know what? The people at DraftKings Sportsbook know exactly what's going on. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1 800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY that's 467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng. 
com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Hey, everybody. We're about to get into the crazy season. You know, when everybody wants to spend all that money, they want to go to the malls, they want to make everything in their life more difficult. But you know what? It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it right now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You heard me talk about Raycon's products before. Maybe you guys remember when we talked about a couple episodes ago, they've got wicked earbuds. They've got those sweet headphones. Um, You got to check them out. Make sure you go over to the Raycon website. Raycon's first made a name for themselves in the auto space with products like their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star Reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type C devices eight times faster with a hundred watt power delivery. They also have their faucet filter ultra filters that filter the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, clean and actually clean. Raycon is also known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, Ryan, your buddy, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon dot com slash thpn to get 20 to 50 percent off site weight that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score up to 50 percent off raycon products buyraycon.com slash thpn i i don't know i don't know if he's trying to hard. I th- for the first time this seems really weird to be talking about this for the first time in a long time i feel like he's playing within his means He's not playing outside himself. I don't think he's been put in positions where he's have to to, to overextend. He still is Tyler Myers. He's still sure. going to overextend in his situation, right? He's still a KG. But by and large, he's been he's CG. been fine. I think he's been what you've needed him to be, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what do we got? We got a, a couple of goals and, and seven assists. So he's got nine points in twenty games. He's averaging, you know, eighteen and a half minutes a game. Like that's good, but it's not a lot. Like remember when? Remember when we used to rip on on Edler? That was our whipping boy. Yep. And it was like, wow, Edler at 24 minutes a night looks really bad. Cool. Edler at 19 minutes a night looks really good. Like he looks solid. Like he can't be beat, right? So maybe not can't be beat, but like when you when you stop overextending a guy, I mean, you're putting him in a position to succeed, and you're not putting him in a position where you're 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 setting him up for failure. And talk has done a really good job of managing that. And obviously it probably helps having Gonchar and foot on your bench as well. Working yeah. with these guys, you're getting the best out of them. He's looked, he's looked fine. I, I, I think he still does weird things, right? When you come down on a two on one and he ends up, he's the biggest guy on the ice and he ends up sprawling on the, on the, on the ice, right. Trying to like break up some play in a weird way or he falls or he slips or something like that. Those things are going to happen. I don't think that's a, that's an overextending yourself, but yeah, I mean, he looks, he looks good. It was kind of like, when we used to watch uh, Luongo, you know, late, you would people would be like, "Why does he flop down to his tummy to make that save all the time? Like, can't he just like stay go down and stay tall in the net or something?" Right? But it just wasn't his style. It was something that he sort of defaulted to. So he still does those things. But I don't. It's weird. I don't hate his game right now. Thank goodness, because that could make it as a really good trade chip down the road. But who knows if they're even going to trade him? They might need him in the playoffs. Like, I don't hate his game. I think, again, it probably just dials back to the fact that we're picking apart stuff because these are the areas that aren't perfect. These mm-hmm. these are the areas where, like, well, this could be better. And, yeah, we've got a Carson Soucy that's out. And, you know, we're, we're seeing the top two guys eat up a bit more. Like, they're, we're seeing some injuries. And I think mm-hmm. we're just like, oh, there's got to be something better that could be done. And you're right. Yeah. He's not playing terrible, but I think there's 
there's little things like I guess because he's still doing some of the things that he's just not going to shake like yeah like persona agree so athletically you still look at him and be like he should be able to do more than that right right and then and then you think of a guy that's playing 18 minutes a night and you think okay this guy should be a bit of a defensive stalwart and you think of an Ian Cole when you think of that right he's not that either he's kind of this like tweener and i don't know how else to say this 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 tweener two-way defenseman who can sort of move pucks out but he can't move pucks out really well but he is huge but he's not overly physical and he can defend but he's not the best defender right but instead of being substandard in all those categories he's average or maybe above average in in a bunch of those categories which has sort of helped his his stock and where he sits in this pecking order in vancouver right i mean Mm. What a change of events, though, to, to go from, like, this guy is borderline not good enough to be in the NHL to, wow, he looks like he needs to, <laughs> hey, there's been times, there's been times where it's like, what is this guy doing? Like, he's not, he, like, what is he doing right now? And, 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 and now all of a sudden he looks like he, he could borderline play in your top four, right? I mean, I don't know how it happens, but. I think that's what good coaching and 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 a successful deployment plan does for for players and coaches who understand which players they're coaching. I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to switch out what our podcast is about. Uh, Paul from Facebook. <laughs> I was thinking like this has got to be some kind of a spam thing, and then I realized it's the mustaches. Yeah. So I said early eighties. Happy Happy November. Yeah. This is. Uh... This is a blessing for everyone. Every, everybody wins today. Thanks, thanks, yeah, Paul. Like, I think a good a good comparison for this too, right? Is like uh, we're going back to hockey, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, hockey, okay. real quick. So imagine, <laughs> imagine Noah Juleson is not playing thirteen minutes a night for you. That Noah Juleson is playing eighteen minutes a night. That's a problem, right? And that's a, that's a dumpster fire. Like mm-hmm. you can't you can't have that, right? And and I think that's the difference between Tyler Myers playing 18 minutes a night, Tyler Myers under a good structured system versus Tyler Myers playing 23, 24 minutes a night on a second power play unit and a first unit penalty kill. So you're Ugh. so you're saying in a nice way, you're saying I'm picky. In in a nice way. I don't, I don't. I yeah, I think you yeah, you've got high expectations. I do. I think so. Yeah. I think we've fine. seen so much. Yeah, I I think that's again. fine. For the sake of the show, anyway. Yeah, I think I'm being a little bit picky. But at the same time, I think I have a right to be picky right now. Like Absolutely. Th- things are so it's good. It's been a lot of years of shit, and it's, it's, you're allowed to expect more, right? Yeah. it's yeah. I, I just feel that, yeah, I, I think it's warranted that we get to be a little bit picky on, on this team right now. Because, thankfully, they've earned it. I mean, it's funny how... We're critiquing awesome. So we, we, yeah, we're, we're critiquing awesome for the, which we don't, we're not well versed in it. It hasn't happened very often. I know. But there's like one righty goes down. Yeah. Mark Friedman. Yeah. uh, And, and the sky is falling. Oh my God. We have to replace a righty. And, and you're right. You need these righties, but like only Quinn and Cole are left-handers on this, on this like top six right now. I like Ian Cole, by the way. I I do too. Short, short, uh, Short rant on that. Ian Cole has become. There's another podcast like a, that he looks like uh, an NFL linebacker. Honestly, like uh, trust the process. They talk about having like boys. I think Ian Cole might be close to my boy. Like he's the guy that I'm fanboying on. Yeah, yeah. Because every he's, like I mean, he he's, gets he's he's taking some penalties, but he's doing some other stuff. Like man, that guy's a dude. He, he's just that like nasty ass linebacker. Right? I like I it. Mean, I like, like it. He just. Ooh, like the the, the offense is out there trying to make a plan. They're like, man, make sure you just make sure you keep it away. Yeah, you know, keep it away from eighty two. Like, maybe don't go there. I like it. If you're gonna be breaking it out of your zone, like, make sure you keep an eye on eighty two, right? Yeah, love him. I'm a big fan of that. I I hate that he's thirty four. How many more good seasons can we have of this? But I love that we found him right now. Maybe he's uh hangs out with Eric Carlson in the off season. Yeah, it's like don't worry, guys. I'm gonna bust out uh. Man, Paul Peters is having himself a time in the chat. Danny Long is intense, man. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that in the chat for now. Um, <laughs> I, this is good. This is what this is what we come for. So we saw the skate jersey this past week once more, and the debate comes up. 
this should be their their home jersey and da da da. And then there's the people, no, keep it as a third jersey. We don't want to overdo it. The Canucks should get rid of the Orca. All these arguments. Okay, here's here's what I think. Hear me out. I don't love the Orca, but it has been their longest tenured logo. Like it or Isn't hate that weird it. to think? It is weird. Like it or yeah. or hate it. It that's it is what it is. I don't want it to be forever. And maybe one day they do the stick as their main. I don't. I don't know. I I'm not in charge of the Canucks clearly. But here's what I think they should do. And they've done this before. And I think a few other teams have done this before. And they've succeeded both on the ice and on the chest, on the logos. Play with the normal jerseys. Keep the skate jersey as a third. But when that fateful day comes, when they make the Stanley Cup playoffs again, (laughs) that's the home jersey. For the playoffs, that's it. That is the home jersey. You can have the white Orca as your away one. They did this back in... Yeah, they did. Are they allowed to do that? Are they allowed to switch jerseys in the playoffs? Well, you can just designate that as your home one, right? So remember when they switched up when uh, 07, when they had, they beat Dallas, right? And they went to the, the original stick jersey, Linden and the Sedins. And remember that? We beat Dallas. In the playoffs? Yep. Luongo holds the stick up. Remember that? I, I remember that. Yeah, that was yeah. Oh, what an iconic oh, shot. It's, that's like, oh. And that wasn't even an official photo. That was just a fan photo. It was incredible. Anyway, I think that is how they need to approach the skate jersey situation Keep everything as is. I love the fact that they're sprinkling in the third jersey and that it's an official third jersey now. We don't need to dabble in other stuff. They're definitely making their hay with that one. Maybe throw it in a few more times. It looks incredible. The matte black helmets, by the way, new addition to the uni. Just like icing on the cake. Looks so good. I mean, other again, back to that jersey and just a subtlety, like the removing the white background from the inside of the skate logo. And I have that. Remember my comment last year? I didn't year. even know that was a thing. Remember my comment last year? I wasn't a fan of this jersey to begin with, and I was. Yeah. The skate is very close to my heart, but they, I, I having seen enough of it, it's totally grown on me. I would love one of those jerseys. I don't need one because. I just don't wear jerseys anymore. Like, I would love to have one, yeah, but I just... I mean, we were looking one. Yeah, we were looking at one. I just... Like, I mean, oh, a man, t-shirt... so good. I could do a t-shirt again, like get a name and number T again. I could do that, even though those are way overpriced now. But I just... Yeah. I, I can't bring myself to doing the jersey because I'm just not in that game anymore. Like, back in the Jersey City days, I'd, oh, I'd already own one. I, I That would have been yeah. a done deal. But I, sure, I'm just like three or four. Yeah, I'm just not there anymore. So that's that's what I think. I think now that they've got the matte black, like the BC Lions did a great job of this when they remember the Robocops that they came out with back in like the oh, late. Oh, those were so great. Yeah, like they hit yeah. those out and like it took the whole the league by fiber numbers and stuff. Yeah, everything was incredible. Sure. And the Canucks, I think everybody in the NHL that of any other fan base agrees that like these are one of the best, if not the best, like throwback jersey out there. So, like uh, Biz Nasty just yeah. said that the jerseys are they're fire best third jerseys in the NHL right now. Yeah, it's they they just they're so incredible. So I think yeah, let's just enjoy with what we got, and another then great, another great guest we should get Biz on again. Imagine a show with Biz and Myers on it. We've had them both here. It'd be great to somehow do like both of them at once. That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Maybe we'll make it happen somehow. Maybe. Maybe we'll climb to the top of that ladder and get there. So anyway, that's that's how I feel on the skate jersey because I think we can still have the best of both worlds, but I want to wait it out and see what happens. So when they make the playoffs, let's see what happens there. Um, another awesome thing happened with the Canucks this past week. Invictus Games, big deal, big mm-hmm. big deal in the in the Commonwealth because we're part of the Commonwealth apparently still. Uh, yeah, it's such a weird thing. So apparently Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were at the Canucks <laughs> game. That seemed to be a big deal. Did you see the Sean Avery thing? I, I thought oh that he's like he's not even a prince or anything. Like he like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> you don't even know what you're cheering. So it was anyways. I generally as a rule of thumb don't like the stuff that he puts out, but it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean he's good. You should check it out. But pretty cool. I mean if you're Quinn Hughes and uh, who took the face off for San Jose? I don't even remember. Logan Couture. I don't even know. That was like last. I don't even know. I don't even know who plays for San Jose anymore. 
pretty awesome though. If you think as a in your career, like remember when the Queen did the last time it was San Jose and Canucks as well. Mm-hmm. That's was pretty imp- yeah, pretty impressive mm-hmm. though. If you were to have and I'm not the biggest fan of the whole monarchy thing, like I think it's kind of stupid, but like it's it's done. It doesn't hold a place anymore, but it is what it is. The royalty mega celebrities and they're at a Canucks game of all places. And I think like David E. B. is up there. It's like, oh yeah, he's hobnobbing with, you know, the guys, yeah, it's totally awesome. And just having their fun. Pretty awesome. Big win. They got to see some pretty awesome stuff with the Canucks that night. So pretty cool. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. <laughs> sure. I don't uh I don't know where else we can go with it, but it was it was neat to see them there. I think they're out there, they're trying, they're they're making an effort to get into the game, understand it a little bit. But yeah, it was apparently they were pretty impressed with Quinn Hughes and uh old buddy Jimothy Timothy Miller there. I mean the goals didn't hurt. Like I said, that going wide side. When it went top shelf other corner, because I kind of missed where it went in the net. And then realized I thought he went short side. And he did not. He went far side, and that goal was incredible. So that's that's what we get for for having a guy like Quinn Hughes. So yeah, I I think there's a lot to like about the Canucks right now. And I mean, like it's fun. We get to just pick this team apart because like this is what a perfect team would look like. We, we have not had, had this conversation. Yeah, we haven't had to pick them apart that often, right? I mean, the, the bubble. The bubble was the last good feeling uh... we had. Bubble was, yeah, bubble was fun. No, I'm not saying we picked them apart, but that was the last fun that we had. It was, it was different too, because bubble came when the weather was still warm, right? I mean, it was weird going and, you know, doing a post-game podcast outside when it was still nice outside. Guys, you want to do a show? No, I'm at the lake. Sorry. Yeah, let's do one anyways. Sure. All right. I guess so. Yeah, guys, connects one and like, okay, uh, we're going out for ice cream uh, at the lake. Right. Right. Sure. Now you wouldn't be doing that because all the ice cream places are closed. <laughs> Just saying. So we've got Seattle is tomorrow night, Friday night. And I think San Jose on Saturday. Big game. Very important game. What do you what do you see the Canucks looking like in the next couple games here? Uh well, I think we're gonna have to see who draws in defensively. Um Sounds like it's going to be Hirose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many more games Carson Soucy's out. We're going to get a game of DeSmith in there somewhere, I'm sure. Um, Probably the Saturday game. They got to get out of this like little... They almost seem like they're sort of skating around fatigued at the moment. Um, then they got Ducks in Vegas next week. Yeah, yeah. So things don't get a whole heck of a lot easier. The Ducks are still a tough... They're a tough out. Um regardless of what the record says in the last little bit here. But um, yeah, I think they, they need the decor to get healthy a little bit. That's starting to sting. Um, get a few guys back up and running here. But yeah, I think, I think they got to turn things around a little bit here. I think that the constantly getting out shot thing, yeah, these tough grinded out games, Colorado was hard on them for sure. But I think if they can just get back in the right state of mind, work their way back into this game versus Seattle, get fired up a little bit and then come out swinging for the rest of the, you know, the next three, four games after that, we should be like in decent shape. Um, but the whole idea is here is for, at least for the next little bit to be at least 500. Right. And we're six and four at the moment, in the last hand. So the big thing I noticed, especially after last game was the power play. Everybody talks about how, you know, or what power play. Yeah. Well, exactly. A lack of a power play in the playoffs. You definitely need to be scoring at five on five. And they're doing okay at five on five, but lately, the last what week and a bit, the power play has existed as far as assembly goes, but it has not existed as far as production goes. And I think knowing how hot they've started from this season, it's almost like they need to get back to just shoot first, ask questions later, mm-hmm. get a quick, get back to the quick passes, get back to, I mean, it's pretty obvious. You know the shots can be coming from one of two guys, but I think I brought this up probably last season when things actually were going well on the power play anyway. Like, use that bumper guy. Really start getting down low and utilizing that part of the ice because we know that they're going to cycle around the top, but they are getting a little bit cute lately, and I think the firepower that they have works. They just need to get back to trusting that 
I know they're not necessarily getting open lanes, but just start felling guys. Like the whole Sammy Sal thing. Oh, I just didn't want to hurt anybody <laughs> yeah. on my team. Dude, just shoot the puck, man. Just let it go. Like Heronic, just shoot the puck, bro. Just maybe go up to two-man D again and just start blasting pucks from the blue line and just let Miller and Besser and and Petey just, you know, eat up the rebounds. It's not a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I was always okay with that. What, like, get it to the point. Guys wants to block a shot. Yeah, let's 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 have let's let them have it for a couple of couple of shots here, and then if they start going to the net, they're going to be less inclined to block, so on and so forth. Um, I understand that you got to like pick your spots a little bit better like that. You probably don't want PD wasting it in this in the dot there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe let a few go if they're going to continue to take up the space, right? So they're just taking a little bit more time, I think, than they should be. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, it's probably true. It's probably true. I think yeah. I got one more thing here. So, like I said, it is Thanksgiving in the U.S., and we've had this conversation so many times. But you know what? Let's have it again. Let's get into the food chat. Okay. Let's get into the food chat. So I know, oh, yeah. that's, that's I know how you, oh. I know how you feel about big pie guy right here. Big pie guy, yeah. Apparently, apparently, and pretty intense with the pies. So we know that you're not a mashed potatoes guy, and that's fine. We're gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna push that. But I was looking through. So I heard a funny thing. I heard a funny thing on one of the pods that I listened to. Yeah, the American American podcast. Uh, this guy, he makes his mashed potatoes and he puts all the seasoning and stuff in it, the garlic and all that, but he puts like a brick of cheese, shredded cheese in with his potatoes. Yeah, I've like done ch- that. Cheddar cheese. Yeah, You've we've done, done that. that. Like shaved it and then, or just yeah, he puts... Like, like an, a whole entire brick yeah. of aged shredded cheese in with the potatoes. That no, is we don't regular put... mashed potatoes. No, and we haven't done like full on where you get a full brick, but enough, like probably at oh, least I half think, a brick. I think I would be down to try that. But at that point, am I just eating shredded cheese or mashed potatoes? It's it's actually not bad. So there is, yeah, there's a way to do good. it. It is pretty you good. Put bacon in there, I might be into that. Well, now we're getting into like gourmet mashed potatoes. Okay. I th- I think the argument itself is just mashed potatoes. I'm just... trying to just find a way to like I can find a way to make Brussels sprouts good. I can find a way oh. to make mashed potatoes. Good. So Brussels sprouts, if they're roasted, uh, also, I learned today that it's Brussels sprouts, like apostrophe. No, yeah, like Brussels, France. Yeah. Interesting. France? Something. France. Uh Switzerland. Like, like, like the mussels from Brussels. Sprouts, okay. not Brussels sprouts, like Br- Russell sprouts. Brussels. Let's check this out. Brussels, capital of Belgium. Close enough. Belgium. Yeah. Great waffles also. So they're historically known for, it doesn't even say sprouts is the first thing. <laughs> is Brussels <laughs> tourist friendly? Just like mo- <laughs> Imagine if your country was just known for sprouts. Like, what are we doing here? Why do oh, we? Man. Yeah, just was today years old when I found out that it was Brussels sprouts. I think I saw that comment on your timeline of wherever yeah, I saw that, I, and I, I was, literally was doing a little um, the more you know kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So Some, was twooping. So on our football podcast, a uh, good friend of the show, Jim Coventry. Yeah, great. Guy. Mega fantasy football dude, former teacher, just awesome human being. So I was re-watching the show from last year because we had him on during American Thanksgiving. And he talked about this, what did he call it? Like a cheesy cornbread. Mm. With, so it's like a cheesy cornbread casserole, he called it. So it's like cheesy cornbread oh. with like, the, I'm assuming like the French's onions or whatever they crunch onions on it in like a casserole. I'd, I think I need to know what this is like. Like I feel like that's something that is that just like, is this a, a super American thing we just don't know about? Ooh, that looks pretty good. So I haven't really, I didn't even look at a picture, but I was just kind of checking into it. But I feel like that's something I'm going to go down for that. Cheesy cornbread casserole. There we go. Let's go. So you this. got, uh, I, I don't know where you were going with this ask, or, or I feel like we like, we should this be something we should be trying? Fun. First of all, uh, if you make it, I will try it. Okay. I think. I don't, I'm not good with. You got a top three, top three Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's go top three. Dishes. Yeah, so 
<sighs> dark turkey meat. I just, the yeah. white stuff's good, but like dark, I could eat. If oh. turkeys just came in dark meat, I think I'd be able to like Keep have that much more. There. Uh, <laughs> gravy's just a given, I think. Do we even, does gr- No, gravy doesn't count. Gravy is Gravy is just like, it's assumed. It's yeah. just going to be there. It's, it's implied. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, here's a question though. Do you like kind of like the white chicken gravy or would you do the brown gravy? You know the white gravy? Mm-hmm. Would you do the white gravy if you could pick? Yeah, because the, the there's the different the tastes, right? Like I like both. The lighter the gravy, the better. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've we got made, we made gravy last year from ham stock. It was pretty good. Hmm. With with chicken gravy. Interesting. I liked it a lot. Interesting. Okay, so we got that in there. I would put. I know in our family this has become a staple. So we also have a casserole, but it is a broccoli and cauliflower cheesy casserole. So this isn't normally on most people's list for yeah, obvious yeah, reasons. I'm, I'm not. I'm here for it. It's when good. It, cauliflower on its own, cauliflower, broccoli's evil cousin. It's disgusting. But when you mix them, when you get that combination, and if you can manage to get like fresh broccoli and cauliflower, you usually buy the frozen kind of combo pack. But you get that in there, you get tons of cheese, then you kind of bake it and you get like the French's, the crunchy onions on top there. Mm-hmm. There's never enough made, ever. Mm-hmm. Never enough. Like our kids, the fact that they request it, a vegetable. We did uh we did like a fresh broccoli, fresh cauliflower, cheesy sauce. But one year we used uh French onion soup mix in it. Ooh. I feel it like that'd be really on the good. same level in a yeah. different way. So yeah, it's like it a cream really it's like a almost like like a pasta, like a like a like a creamy like a pasta version without the pasta. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's because it's its own thing because it's the broccoli and cauliflower, right? But it's all cheesy. So so cauliflower is on your list. Brown yep. meat turkey. Yep. And then, oh boy. I mean, I love my mashed potatoes. I'm not going to lie. Hey, I like that all you guys like mashed potatoes because it means that nobody gets mad at me for leaving it. <sighs> I don't know what would be... Like, I want to say mashed potatoes, but so... I don't know if you, and maybe we've had this conversation. So when I married into... There's one really important one you're missing, but I'm going to keep it to myself. See, I'm not cranberry sauce guy. I'm not stuffing or what's the other... There's stuffing and there's dressing. Apparently there's a difference. They're both disgusting, but anyway. No, that sounds like... Dressing sounds like salad. I don't put that on my plate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you're so unhealthy. No, the other one, so when I married into Christine's family, in their turkey, they do, uh, like, you know, the, the the roll of sausage? Have you seen those? The like roll of sausage? It's like, a, it's like a wrapped sausage. Okay. And you unwrap it. And then you bake it in the turkey. So when you cut open, oh. like, the neck part, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like, these rounds. Oh, it's... I used to yeah, be, like... Good. I was kind of, like, iffy on it, and then... I don't know. There's one year where it hit, and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do this. So now that's like a staple. But I think, yeah, the casserole, the turkey. I mean. And the weird sausage thing. And the weird sausage thing. Because I, I think I just want to say potatoes, but that's just too easy to say. It's just too easy. And, I mean, we don't get to add a whole lot of stuff because I'm usually full at that point. And I'm not mm-hmm. a desserts guy at you know, on the big, the big I mean, holidays. Look, I, I like, can't, I can't do desserts. I can do cookies and stuff, but I like it. I like it, but like, it's, it's only if there's room. Yeah. yeah. I just eat to get full now. I make a big plate when I'm done. That's it. Like <laughs> so you're not supposed to do that. I just eat. And then During that's Thanksgiving. It. It's very acceptable though. Yeah. I just eat. And then that's it. I don't go for seconds. Uh, so what, what I, would you uh, say? I also am a brown meat turkey guy. But up until just recently, I could always just leave turkey and just do like a spiraled honey ham. That was like chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started smoking the turkey. I think I might even just smoke a ham this time around. Brine it for like a day and a half. Smoke it for like 12 hours. Everything comes out juicy. Smoke ring on the white meat. Even the white meat tastes good. Like 
you know, 45 minutes, you know, when it's cold and it becomes really dry, it tastes just as good, if not better, still yeah. juicy, extra good on sandwiches. Uh, so protein, I'm down with either of them. If it's, if some, if I go to a house and it's just ham, I'm hundred percent there for it. If it's just Turkey, I sure hope it's smoked. Um, stuffing 100% go for me. Gotta be stuffing. And I mean like the drier stuffing. I, don't I can't like the stuffing eat that gets stuffing. packed away in the Turkey and it's mushy and wet. Don't like that. I can't eat it. Really? It's the bread with all the stuff on it. I it's gag good. every single time. Like even to this um, day. It's just, oh, I that's can't funny. Do it. It's, it triggers. I, it triggers. It so good with gravy on it though. Oh, just thinking about it now, like it grosses me out. So stuffing, uh, and I got a good one for stuffing when we come back here. Um, but the other one would be, and I can sub both of these, although I prefer having sweet potatoes with like the brown sugar glaze in it oh, okay. or, or, or squash, like butternut squash. And I'm good with either of them. If there's both there, I'm going to put them both on my plate, but squash and squash and, 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 and sweet potato, like far, so far do they, superior. So do they have potatoes. to be cubed though? Would you have it no, in a mashed no, like form? They're, they're, they're whipped and mashed. I don't, I wouldn't mind a sweet potato. Oh, so good. I wouldn't so put good. it at the top of my list, but I'd eat it. So when I make sandwiches the next day, it goes turkey or ham, mm-hmm. right? Or both. Stuffing with a little bit of gravy on top. Yes. And either any combination of sweet potatoes or butternut squash on the sandwich. Way you go. Perfect. Um, the one thing that I've heard you should try out is putting, and I, again, this probably won't work for you, but it might in this scenario, is you put stuffing on the waffle maker and let it crust up and become sort of crunchy almost it's the, like toast I, it's the and smell then you put the two waffles with the, with the turkey and then no, you eat it i can't i just it's just bread though right? i know no. but it's something i've tried Look, and i I'm like i'm almost i'm almost like gagging just saying it right now like it's it's mentally it's like me and needles like i, I can't I mentally. I, I'm not going to hate on you for not liking stuffing. I mean, it's you guys hate on me for not liking mashed potatoes. I'm not going to hate on you for not liking. And stuffing. I don't know, like, I honestly don't know if it's a texture thing, or if it's like a texture and like, like I'm getting this taste right in the back of my throat, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to like get through this without just not talking about it. Chris, but, Christy likes the she likes the cranberry sauce, like the the classic cranberry from the gelatinous cranberry from the can that makes the noise. Yeah. That when it's on the table looks like the can she, lo- she loves them. which is something like, in itself when you think about that it really is. like this it's is like for me like you see this and you're like no i gotta have that and you we think i have like a little no. sound bite like when one of us says our wife's name like it goes like oh no nah, they don't get that kind of credit you gotta you gotta listen to the show first yeah big you gotta guy. you gotta you gotta listen to the show first you do. big pie guy yeah it's i uh, yeah. yeah i don't know um, oh, I had another one I was going to say turnips. So I hate turnips. I will eat them. <laughs> I will eat them. If like, if there was a gun to my head, I would eat. Them. I won't turn up for turnips, but see, I make that joke every single Thanksgiving. Like I turn up my nose. My brother-in-law actually finishes the sentence for me now because I say it every single, it's like, we get it. Yet They still keep making them and they know. still keep putting them like, Ryan turnips. And he's like, no, let me guess. You're going to turn up your nose. I said, yes, that's right. I do turn up my nose to that because they're gross. It's just it's just not something we need. Like the only place turnips belong are in Super Mario Brothers 2. That's it. When you pull them out of the ground, sure. you can throw them. That's it. Yeah, that's and, sure. Oh, it, yeah. I think this is a Mario Kart one. Yeah, it's Mario Kart. Yeah. So that's that's the only place they belong. So, I'm glad I'm glad we have this yeah. moment here. I mean, now that you've got your smoker, we were over at your place uh, last weekend for the Canucks game, uh, smoke some wings for us. Mm. Those those smokers, I'm glad I know someone that owns that because I just don't have that kind of time. Well, it's not really a time thing. You just put it in and then you just leave it. Yeah, but you gotta. You're constantly it's way out low, there. I spend less time on that thing than I do on a barbecue. Oh, so you just chuck them? It's not like a day long smoker. It can be. I I chucked them in and then I went shopping. It was great. Interesting. And then when I was in the meat aisle, I just made sure to check it and I was like, oh, they're gonna be fast. I better turn the temperature down. Digitally, you can do this on your phone. Yeah. Wow. Wi-Fi yeah. barbecues. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth. Brave new world. Bluetooth barbecues. 
yeah, which also requires Wi-Fi. Not really a correcty pants, but I know the concept is there. I know. I am. I'm aware. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, you did well on those. That's a. It's one of those I noticed because I haven't really had smoked stuff aside from like smoked salmon, which is phenomenal. You should do that. But I notice like the taste of like the smokiness doesn't hit to like right when you're close to the bone. Like I notice like that that yeah, finishing you taste. Yeah, get it on the ring on the outside or right at the bottom. Of the yeah, bone, like right? right that finishing taste I notice. So yeah, th- this year I'm gonna do I'm gonna buy maple maple wood pallets and I'm gonna do maple smoked salmon. Oh, I could probably hook you up with some of that. There you go. Considering That's I work at a, a hardwood store. Um, and final thing before we head out, we are at the hour, but big shout out to Ted for being a hero in our family this week. My daughter planted her first money tree in Animal Crossing. Didn't know that was a thing. Good advice. Good advice. I'm glad that she took it. Her eyes perk up. What? How do you do this? So we went and checked it out. And she's in the process of uh, reaping the rewards of her first money tree. So Yeah, Animal Crossing money tree. Ted's not just a hockey guy. He's an Animal Crossing guy. I'm here for the people. Yeah. So thank you uh, from, from one Animal Crossing family to another. Solid advice. Solid advice. Well, the Canucks have a couple games left this week. We got a big week. We're in December next week. Actually, we're not going to be when this show happens next week, but you know what I mean? But we're getting to Christmas party season, which hopefully we're all healthy for so we can make fools of ourselves. (laughs) And then uh, fantasy football playoffs, but that's a whole other story. So on behalf of, I, I mean, do you have anything left to say? You got any tidbits of info? Any secrets you want to divulge? I don't think so. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm gonna cough for a second. <coughs> that's that's now part of the show. Um, on behalf of my boy Teddy Wong, I'm Ryan. This is the PP One Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Also brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon. Enjoy those Canucks. Go Canucks, go. See you next week.